HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program is brought to you by Heritage Foods USA, the nation's largest distributor of heritage breed pigs and turkeys. For more information, visit heritagefoodsusa.com. Hi, this is Celia Kutcher, host of Animal Instinct, and you are listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Your love is chloroform perfume. Just one whiff and you start to swim. Now tell me Welcome to Love Bites on Heritage Radio Network, where dining and dating collide in New York City. I'm one of your hosts, Jacqueline Raposo. I write about chefs and food culture for a living. I'm 34, I'm single, gentleman, and I'm straight. You can find me at wordsfoodart.com and on Instagram and Twitter at wordsfoodart. I'm also on OkCupid, gentlemen, come and find me. With me in the studio is my co-host, Ben Rosenblatt, the insanely talented actor, playwright, and occasional front-of-house man. He is 33, single, and straight. And you can find him on OkCupid and Hinge and Tinder. I'm actually on all of them, so you can find me anywhere. <laughs> it's something about coffee and bagel. That's Coffee meets bagel. Coffee meets bagel. Bumble. Our audience knows okay, what Okay, yeah. We're uh, you can also get him in, uh, in non-dating life at benrosenblattactor.com. In a little bit, we're going to be speaking with Joseph Marazzo, the owner of the super sexy wine and oyster bar in New York City, Virgola. But first, Benny. It's a little ironic. Uh-oh. Don't you think, Jacqueline, that Uh-oh. today on our very first live <laughs> our episode. Very first live episode. At our very beginning, we are going to be talking about endings. It's so sad. It's so sad. It's really sad, but the truth is, the sad truth, that all relationships do end, whether it's one date and you don't ever talk to the person again, or you're seeing someone for a few months, or even a few years, or you are in a marriage that ends in divorce, or you are just simply weeping over the dying body of your longtime spouse. Such a depressing way to start a radio series. <laughs> hey, we're bringing the reality. We're bringing the, the truth bombs here for you today. In our first three minutes. Um, look, it always ends. Um, and it's sad. And it's one of the reasons why I'm such a commitment phobe, I think. But I guess the reason we're talking about this today, yeah. unexpectedly, yeah. is because... About 20 minutes before we came on the air, we had planned to do a show today about the dating pool uh-huh. um, when you're in your 30s, but about 20 minutes before we came on the air, 
Jacqueline dumped some dude. I didn't dump the dude. Come on. I suggested that we probably should not continue dating. Isn't that dumping? Um, I like I, I mean, technically no. I mean, like it was. I dumped. Uh, crap! I just said the word. Yeah. I ended things or put a stopper on things because what we were going to talk about is the dating pool in your thirties. That a lot of people are going through divorce or a lot of people are in positions where they are not fully ready to be emotionally open or to there's they have roadblocks in the way of just being present in a relationship. So like for our pilot, I talked about like not being sure about the six week mark with this person and if I could go forward committing on the road to a possible commitment with him and what I did not say if you if anybody out there listened to our pilot on our website is that it's because like he's still going through the growing pains of getting out of a of a marriage and he even said to me today he's only like five, 50 to maybe 80% ready to start something serious with someone and then there's a, a bunch of circumstances so on top of it. So is that the kicker right there? The, he's him saying I'm only 50 to 80% ready. How do you know basically when you have invested some time and some effort into someone how long have you were you seeing this Six, guy? Six, seven, who, eight who we're weeks. We're the filmmaker. Yeah, we're calling him the filmmaker. He's a filmmaker and he's a wonderful human being. I want to say that. I'm not going to trash on this human being at all. He's a great human being. A, a couple weeks ago after we did our pilot and we were talking about potential commitment we had a conversation about commitment. He said flat out he wasn't sure he was going to be able to commit soon because of where he is and I said I've gotten through the past couple of years of working on getting myself to a place where my life is in my control and feels good and I feel good about myself and now I am ready I'm very open to the idea of a new commitment I haven't been for a while I'm at that place now a couple of weeks ago I wasn't I didn't know that was the time today I knew it was the time because he's the filmmakers got his film coming out. It's a big deal. He's in a really good place with work. He's overstressed, and he's not like in a place where he can fully be emotionally open and available. And so the time today was very clear when he's like, ah, I haven't seen him in a week. And he was away filming this weekend. He's like, ah, I don't think I can see you this weekend because I really have to get this editing done. And then he's going to be away for two weeks promoting his film over in Europe. So I wasn't going to see him for three weeks. So like somebody that like in the first two months, you should be really going for it with each other. If the other person on, on my side of the relationship can't be like going for it, like I want to be going for it. That to me is the time. That was the deal breaker. That was the deal breaker. If I'm not going to see somebody for three weeks, I, I want to be in a position where I can be as open emotionally and dating without restriction and be in the f- like it's only it's been less than two months. I want to be in that fun place of still getting to know somebody and liking them a lot. If I have to hold myself back and if now to be like, oh, I'm not going to see you for three weeks. Like, how can I, you know, why would I keep on going with that person? Who's, can I ask you? I don't think I ever actually even uh-oh. asked you this before when we were talking. Like, uh-oh. how did you do it? Like, what did you say? When he said, I don't think, you know? when like, he said, I don't think I can see you this weekend because I really have to work on, on this edit. And I knew that he was going away for two weeks after that. I was like, oh, so we're not really going to see each other again. And it caught him off guard. He's like, no, but when I get back and then I was like, it's not, I was like, filmmaker, man, it's not fair to me to say that, like, I can't fit space in my life for you in the next week. And then I'm going away for two weeks, but be ready for me when I get back, you know, like, and so we had a great talk about it and we're going to, we're going to talk again tomorrow. We'll continue talking about it. I care about him. I like him. He cares about me. He likes me. But like, if you're just at different places, you're just at different places. And I told him that I was like, I don't, I'm not angry at him. I'm not like, you know, you're, we're just at different places in our lives. And I want to be open to somebody who can really be into me and has nothing stopping them from being into me. Let me ask you this. If there things had gone differently or there had been a different vibe or if he had said something, is there anything he could have done to this point that if he was just very busy this week and was going away for a couple of weeks that this could have lasted? Like, 
yes, he is a busy guy, right? So yeah, but we're all busy, and that's the thing. I'm busy too. But if he had said, I told there there is something. I told him flat out. I was like, if you had said I'm really busy, would you come over at ten o'clock after your work dinner? I've got it's this is my busy season too, both in, in publishing and writing and in food. If you're in food, there are a bunch of events coming up. I'm saying no to like 80% of invitations because there's not enough space between book launches and dinners and festivals and openings. So if he had said like, ah, I know you're really busy, but I'd really like to see you. Would you come over after your event and spend the night? And then like, I'll have to get up early, but would you? I would be, I'd be like, yes. Like I will make space for you. Just like if I were the busier one, I'd want him to make space for me, but he was not in the place to make space. And that's the, that's the biggest thing. If you're really into somebody... I feel like you make if you're emotionally open and available. I feel like you make the space. Mm. So for me, that in this particular circumstance, that was the point that I was like, I was worried about it two weeks ago. Like, am I giving this person too much, and they're not going to have this? They're not going to be able to give back to me as much today. The idea of not seeing this person, like how, like I have hardly seen in the past week and a half. The idea of not seeing him for three more weeks. How am I supposed to be really excited about seeing him if I feel like an afterthought or something that he's you know not prioritizing? I will say that you walked back. We were outside prepping for the episode today here at Roberta's. And when Jacqueline took this phone call where all this took place and she walked back from the phone call and you said to me, I actually feel good. I feel good. I feel better. And I'm curious as to like how you're feeling right now, what that's about, if that was the drink just kicking in. (laughs) No, we hadn't had the drink yet. Then we ordered a drink. Okay. And no, that was only, that was a reaction of, I wasn't feeling good about myself this weekend. Like I was, I was home a lot this week and I had a lot of time. He was away working. I was waiting for him just to send a text or an email to say like, Hey, I'm thinking about you or I'm looking forward to seeing you. Like something that keeps me excited about the person. And but and since the conversation we had two weeks ago about not being sure we were in the same place, I was already unsure about am I am I giving this person too much too quickly? Am I blocking myself off from the idea of something real with somebody who is ready? So it's less about I'm not excited about the idea of not seeing him anymore. I really like him. I would be open to something to exploring more with him. It was a feeling of relief that like, all right, that decision has been made. I can emotionally free myself because I was I was waiting for him. I was, you know, I told him I'm going on a date with a guy tonight that I've been, you know, still messaging with who I hadn't gone out with. And I told him flat out, I'm seeing somebody I want to see where it goes. But I didn't want to hold myself back for somebody who's not going to jump on asking me. So that's that. I think one of the good things about endings is that oftentimes leading up to an ending there's a lot of inner turmoil yeah there's a lot and reading of, into every, the other person's text or, or absence of communication like absolutely and so there's there's a like you said a relief or at least some sort of finality some closure so perhaps. i want to so i want to jump in on this finality and closure thing because then for a long time now you've been dating somebody we've been calling the christian that i think like three times i've been like oh you're you're not dating her anymore and they're like oh well sort of uh i'm seeing her blah did all right so to, to sum up very quickly ben's been dating this girl who for several reasons you can decide to say or not uh what they are Things aren't going to get particularly serious. She's more into him than he is to her, but he likes her a lot. She's so thoughtful. The things that she's been doing have been so sweet and are wonderful. But but I think the same thing, you're just not at the same place. But you've been dragging on. Like, we've said several times that you should let her free. True. I, and I think, actually, the difference is... So what's it going to take for you? All right, I will get to that. But I would say the difference is that I think we are in a similar place, but we're just very different people. Um, and it's not right 
and I think I do need to end I it. I think neither is right or wrong. They're just we're different people in different circumstances. I'm just going to say that every relationship is different. Absolutely. Um, but what's it going to take for me to end it? It's I, I have to do it, and I've been you know digging my heels in the sand and not mm. doing it. Um, and I'm I think the reason I haven't done it is that I'm afraid of the way I'm going to feel about myself. Well, because you're on the other side. I'm the one that's not getting as much as I want. She's she's the one. Exactly. So it felt empowering for me to do it. Absolutely. It's going to feel probably pretty crappy for you to do it because it's always... Totally. I'm going to be letting her down and hurting her feelings and all of that. Um, But isn't it better to do it now before she continues to invest in you? It absolutely is. And I'm sensing her investing more and more, which is why I'm like feel like I'm going to hate myself more and more potentially. So shouldn't you rip the band-aid off? But I do need to rip the band-aid off. I want to do it in person. I am planning to see her sometime this week and I will uh, report back. Well, the power of the radio is that our our pilot two weeks ago prompted the conversation with the filmmaker. She very well could be listening right now. If you are, Christian, I am A on, well, sort of on your side, but I, I adore you wonderful woman from everything I've heard about you. She is great. She is great. But just being in different places means you're in different places. And, I, and we're all adults. I think we can admit that, right? This is very true. And all things in due time do come to an end. <laughs> to end on that depressing note. <laughs> all right. Wonderful. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we are going to talk to Joseph Marazzo about how working in the food and wine biz affects his love life. We'll be right back. And this break song today is called Anxieties by The Landing. We will be right back. It's Steve Jenkins. I'm with Fairway Markets. White Leghorn, Red Wattle, Bourbon Red, Navajo Churro. Well, these aren't names you're likely to hear at a Fairway butcher counter or any other counter today, but before the rise of factory farming, you would have. And at Heritage Foods USA, you still do. Heritage Foods USA exists to promote genetic diversity, small family farms, and a fully traceable food supply. You see, we believe the best way to help a family farmer is to buy from them. And Heritage Foods is honored to represent a network of family farmers and artisanal producers whose work presents an immeasurable gift to our food system and to biodiversity. The meat we celebrate, whether it's Heritage Turkey, Japanese Steaks, Berkshire Pork, or Navajo Churro Lamb Chops is the righteous kind. From healthy animals of sound genetics that have been treated humanely and allowed to pursue their natural instincts, it's a simple fact. Animals raised according to this philosophy taste better. And as we like to say, you have to eat them to save them. Visit us at HeritageFoodsUSA.com for more information. And we are back with Joseph Marazzo of Virgola Wine Bar. Um, about two years ago, I walked into this tiny little alleyway on Greenwich and Charles with my girlfriend, Erin. It is about six feet wide, I think about 60 feet long. There are There's a beautiful, dramatic archway in the beginning, and it's it's 
there are all these locks hung on it with romantic, you know, phrases and people's initials and there's black brick. And then we sit down at this tiny little banquet table and this guy comes out and this guy is the owner, Joseph Morazzo. And he's he's very handsome and he's muscly and he's charming. And he starts telling me this story about how he created his little his little romantic wine bar. And two years later, it is by far my favorite wine bar in our great city of New York. So, Joseph Morazzo, welcome to our show. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here. I'm proud to be your, your first guest. You're our first, and you never forget your first, Joseph. Uh, so we are drinking uh, Joseph, Joseph's Virgola Prosecco. It is delicious. It is delicious. It's my house Prosecco. I carry it home by the case on the subway up to Washington Heights. So, slancha, cheers, guys. Um, Joseph, how would you describe your wine bar that I call the most romantic wine bar in New York City and have said so for several people that I write for? Yeah, a lot of people say that. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely romantic. I, I, I sort of, it's a small place, so the budget was small enough. So How I many did, tops? Like 14, 16, 18 people? 18 seats. 18 actually. seats. But there's no bar. There's only tables. It, was, yeah. it wasn't wide enough for a bar. And I was a bartender in New York for 10 or 15 years, so I built a lot of bars. This place is very small, so it's mostly for couples. Uh, so I kind of ran with that and just... Um, How did you come up with the idea? I remember on that first time when I first met you way back when, you told me a story about following a girl to Italy. Oh, no. You had to bring up Federica. I had okay. to bring up Federica. All the, all the other girls. Get mad, all the other no, I'll bring up Parrish, too, in a second, because I know Federica. she'll get upset if I don't bring up Parrish as well. So many ladies. So I know, I know. And they get and mad because it's this guy, the I just story. have to say, this guy is so unbelievably handsome I know. that it's kind of pissing me off a little bit. <laughs> um, yeah, look at, look at lovebitesradio.com, people, and you'll see pictures of Mr. Joe. We're making him blush a little bit. Um, all right, so you follow you follow this girl Frederica to. to well, I met her years be- years before the restaurant. I was working at a, another restaurant as a bartender, and they had this group of uh, girls that used to come all the time. And I I always just built a crowd. I always flirt with women, and just you know, mostly. I mean, I'm a businessman. I mean, every 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 you know seat is, is a customer, and you know, flirt with them. And of course, when you're just a bartender, uh, and you know, it's just a job. You know, you can do what you want, and be a little more. Uh, exciting and fun and risky right. and go out with them and, and have a great time but that changes when you're an owner because you, you know you spend a lot of time building a brand and you want to protect it and you don't want to be the you know the slimy guy in the block but back uh, before that <laughs> when I, you were the slimy guy in the block yes I um, <laughs> behind was the, the bar <laughs> very fun you know bartender uh, full time at this great place in the village in the village, and I met all these girls, and they, they always talked to me about this this one girl that they wanted to introduce me to, this girl Federica, and she's perfect for me. And you know, um, it went on for a long time, and every time I saw this girl, Tanya was her name, who I'm still friends with. She, I said, when, well, when is Federica coming? Oh, she's coming soon. She's coming soon. She's getting her visa. But you and her are going to hit it off. This is in the summertime. And uh, I remember the date because I, I bought my house the day before um, in August of 2006. This woman walks in, and. Uh, my heart and my stomach, Aww. everything just totally oh just... Oh, my God. Stopped. That setup actually worked. I know. I didn't even know that, that this was, was Federica. Wow. wow. Because Federica walked in first. I want to meet Tanya. Can Tanya come on the show and start Yeah, then, then I want to get Tanya to people? set me up with someone. Yeah. But Federica walks in. I, I can't breathe. And then a moment later, Tanya and Rosanna walk in. And I re- and they're like pointing at Fergus. I said, "That's the girl." Uh-huh. I said, yeah, "I'm really, you know, okay. It makes this all makes sense." And uh, a couple of days ago, she went home to Italy, and then um, you followed I, I her. went to Italy and followed her. And I didn't speak Ugh. language at that time. I think one of the I had a great relationship with this woman, but one of the also wonderful takeaways was uh, I learned to speak Italian fluently okay. and uh, learned a lot more about the culture. And I just got back from Italy a couple of days ago. I almost couldn't make the radio show. I was in Europe. Uh, I just got back. And, um, Can you say so something beautiful. really sexy in Italian right now? 
Certo, so delle tante cose. He could be like your your sneakers untied, and I'd be like, "Oh my god, yes, take me." Um, so that so that's I love that that, that your wife. Here, here's bar an interesting has, point. Uh-oh. You brought up Federica, and this other girl might be listening too. I uh-uh. I just been on a few dates with this with this girl um, recently, and I learned Italian with Federica, who is from Garbatella in Rome. This girl that I just met speaks fluent Italian. She's from Chicago. She's American. She speaks fluent Italian. And she learned with a guy named Federico from <gasps> Ostia, which is the next town over. Wow. That's so this, weird. this whole story and the, the wine bar is saturated in, in romance. All right, so you followed Wait. Federica to Italy. And while you were there, I'm going to sum up the story very quickly. You were on the beach with some guys and you were drinking Prosecco and you were eating oysters. And that was sort of your aha moment for, for Virgola. So now you've got this super sexy wine bar that uh, you built with your another ex-girlfriend, Parrish. Who, if if listeners, if you go to Virgulas on Greenwich and Charles, there's a pink love lock on the ceiling, and that's Parrish's. What is a love lock? Uh, you in can in Rome, it. there's a bridge called Ponte Milvio, and uh, people take these uh, padlocks and they sign their name and they make a dedication. And of course, the Italians are much more romantic and passionate. And you go there with your love and amore mio. You sign, you put your initials, and you clip it on. It's sort of an accepted form of graffiti on the bridge, and, and you clip it and you throw the key into the water and you make a wish and kiss them and and um, it's supposed to lock in your love forever. Which Probably, evidently does not work. So because they're, uh, no, that, it's so romantic. So romantic. So there's the yeah, and there's a pink lock at the ceiling of Virgola, <laughs> and I want to know how many... Yeah, yeah. Probably the bridge in Paris became more famous, uh, Pont des Arts, but uh, right. it started in Rome. But know, we but do that so in the sweet. restaurant. And actually, um, well, I'm building a second one, actually. I'm building a restaurant oh, in the East Village on 7th Street. Which would be bigger. Uh, which would be much bigger. It has a beautiful big bar, which is uh, something that the first so place So more room for more love locks. I want to say that in my two years of drunkenly bringing men to Virgola on... Many a first date, I've never placed a love lock on in the bar. I just want to say here's, that. Here's what I want to know. You own this amazingly romantic bar. and it's Prosecco and rosé and oysters. Yeah, with delicious wine and And I'm the sexy, shoemaker that has no shoes. Exactly. Delicious. <laughs> no, that, no, no, that's... No, well, no, we'll get to that, but not yet. Sexy, yeah. delicious food and drink. Like, have you met a lot of women at... Your bar and like, what is that like? You I want to refine the question: be... How many women have you, you met right, at your bar? I, I've met, I've met, a, I've met. Okay, a lot all right, of right. How many women have you slept with from Ooh, your bar? No. Um, Zero to five, five to ten, ten to fifteen, fifteen to fifty. Fifty. Well, I'm just. Gap. I don't know. I've met yeah, a lot of great women in my restaurant. How many women have you slept with that you've met at your restaurant? Wow, she's getting. I've just going for it. It's our first show. I've spent the night with. I've spent the night with. A, a fraction of the, the the ones that I I could have. Okay, that's that's Ooh, all right. All right, that's, all right. But how many? Zero to Can five. You give, give me a range again. Zero to five. Five to ten. No. Ten to fifteen. Fifteen to fifty. That one. Five to. Uh, five to. What, mm, uh, mm, uh, mm. That's more than some 50, quick math. Right. There's been a there's been a few, but more in the beginning. I'm more worried now, and now my company's growing. I'm more worried about protecting things that, and, and people. They, you got to be careful. You got to have an exit strategy too, because then they know where you are. Well, and also, and also, out. listeners, Joseph's apartment is on the other side of the courtyard behind this alleyway Thanks. that is Virgola. Oh no, that, no, I didn't mean like that. I just meant that like you don't have much of like an. There's an advantage to that because route. you're having a great time. You can just you can just oh, that's true. Text through my computer system and it'll show up in the kitchen <laughs> and you can get oysters and wine delivered to if the you're to the gonna be in that's not sexy Joseph's at all apartment. I mean no, I, know. I, don't I, know. Why, yeah, I don't know who would want to date this guy who has that <laughs> going for him the layout is very unique over there it's been it's been good but um, I work a lot now alright well alright go ahead Ben yeah let me jump in here because as a guy 
I am just want to bring up this conversation that Jacqueline and I had together where she told me that you... You can sh- use the apartment anytime you need it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I, appreciate, I will. I will take you up on that. Um, she told me once that you said to her... Uh-oh. I know. I'm gonna, I'm, listen, I'm calling you out a little bit here. Uh-oh. But that you said to her that sometimes women just view you as like a sexual object. And that you, women... And I just want to say... like, And that like you were like complaining about that to Jacqueline as though like, oh, woe is me. All these women just view me as a sexual object. When I was describing my friend Joseph, I just said one of his And that made me want and that was made me want to put a stake through your heart. Because no, that's not true. But I but a lot of guys would be very thrilled. Well, I I want to interject that actually I sort of get that too because when I first met Joseph like he's extremely he's a boxer as well ladies so he's got all these muscles that I did not know existed and he's a good human being that there is maybe some prejudice against guys who own super sexy I don't know why I keep saying super sexy but who own like super sexy wine bars who are also incredibly attractive and charming that I could see how a girl could walk into Virgula and be a little bit swayed with the Virgula Prosecco oh, but they prejudge you that, that's exactly what, that's what no the, I'm I saying I could sliced alone complain but prejudge you as a guy who they want to I, I could say that yeah What's that? Prejudge you as a guy they want to have sex with, though. Yeah, but right. I mean, what a terrible judgment. Well, so what kind of what kind of lady do you want to? Would you want to actually date, date, and commit? If we can put a call out there, like, what's your like, what's your type? I I like girls that can get past the fact that I have a good build and that I'm uh, fun and romantic and and exciting and all that. That's that's um, Uh. you just get past that. But mostly, mostly it's confidence for me. I, yeah. I don't have a type as far as... Confidence is the ultimate is the attractive ultimate. piece yeah. for me as well, I have to say. And intelligence. It's confidence. Confidence. He's like, they could be idiots. I don't care. <laughs> as long as they're confident idiots. <laughs> but I've had that sort of typecast thing for a long time. And I, I know I, I fit that role. The motorcycle, the, the boxing, the bartending type of stuff. New York, you know. But the, you're looking for love. Always am. I'm always angling in that direction, but I've, I've kind of... When well, I just hit 40 a couple of days ago, so... You did. I know. Happy uh, birthday on you. Friday. I don't know. You kind, Thursday, of get, yeah. kind of give up on it at this point. Oh, you God, kind of just no. focus on other stuff. Because, because going just, back to our original point... Everything Everything always comes to an end. Ugh. <sighs> 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 All right. On that note again, I think we should take a break, and we're going to come back and, and answer some listener-asked questions with, with Joseph and Benny here. We'll be right back. You are listening to It's Cold and Beautiful by Magical Mistakes. This is Love Bites on Heritage Radio Network. We'll be right back. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, and we are going to answer some listener-asked questions. We'll start with this one right here, which is, is there an unofficial rule for when it's okay to fool around? I think we, we're just going to, it's a little vague, so let's just assume they're talking about, like, when is it 
when should we have sex? Right. First date, second date, third Full date, sex. ten well, months, right. two years. Your, what's your, <laughs> after years. marriage? Oh my god, hmm. uh, that's actually an okay. Keep it question of like, would you? Do you need to have sex before marriage? I'd say. For me, yes. I yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm learning that that's Joseph. Pretty... Do you have a do you have a a rule for when to fool around? Um, fool around uh, is not, not an issue. You could Sorry, do full sex. Let's, I guess let's oh, focus on sex. sex. Yeah, full on um, sex. You know, there's this thing of it's the third date. I definitely my strategy actually, not my strategy, just what comes natural to me. I always wait longer than girls would expect. I feel Meaning, like, wait, meaning what? Like longer than girls would expect? Whenever I know they're ready, I make them wait longer. Oh, that's so cool. Ooh. Why do you do that? But because everything that tastes better your, when you're really hungry. Does right? that work to your advantage? <laughs> it does un- until it doesn't. It works to your advantage because if, it's like, well, we're relating things to restaurants. So if you let the girl choose the restaurant and you go out, she's really, really, really going to want to make it uh, to be a great meal because she chose. She made you go to that place. She chose the restaurant. She chose the movie. If she chooses the time and then you make it wait a little bit longer, then you're the good guy. And then you can't get blamed for rushing or anything like that. It backfires sometimes because then they love that gesture. And then they're, you know, they're telling all their friends. And he's not rushing me. He really likes me. He doesn't like me just for my body. She gets too serious. Then he gets too too serious. And then you've got to pull back before you even pulled it out. Well, and also that that takes a certain amount of confidence, too, that to be like, oh, I'm going to like tease her for a little bit. Because that means you've got to be really good at what you're doing by the time she gets it. Like if she's like all roared and ready to go. I've had the opposite. (laughs) (laughs) See, now I don't even want to talk. I'm just like. (laughs) He's got such a cute little confidence mark on his face right now. like this handsome, muscular, like somewhat shy and. You know, we're making confident a, we're making man. Blush, this poor guy. Yeah. We see you as more than a cute, shy. There's confident, gonna be a line to me. I know there's gonna be a line of Virgo. There's only 18 <laughs> seats. They're gonna be around the block for you. Um, all right, so all right, so you this you is wait longer. This is why you need. I've a had the opposite seat experience place. though. Yeah. Whereas, like, I feel like I have tried it to wait out of respect and out of right. you know trying to be a good guy and not appear as though I'm trying to rush in or use or that I'm only looking for sex. Right. And but then, if you rush her, there's so much more pressure on it. And there's no way you can come well, out of this thing. And that's the thing, guy. too. Like, you can really connect with somebody. And then if you have sex too soon and the sex is like, meh, or like something goes weird, then like your interest in them, like the build I up tell you to one thing, the... Sometimes yeah. I have more girls mad at me because I didn't sleep with them than because I slept with them. I ben hate you. <laughs> I hate you. I just, can you just shut up? Because, <laughs> because I never had a girl mad at me <laughs> for not, for having, not having sex with her. With her. Like, uh, I get... Well, well, I mean, I guess I guess it goes back to confidence, like we were saying before, right? Like, you know, I've, I dated I, a girl that I slept with on the first date. Yeah, I dated a guy that I was my, getting in yeah. a cab. She was getting out of a cab. Uh-oh. We just met eyes. We let the cab go. We went back to the restaurant that I was working at. Totally fooled around. Then went for uh. drinks. We started dating immediately. The next day, she yeah. was my girlfriend. We lived together for three years. It wasn't an issue. So you could sleep with a guy in the first yeah. date, but just own that shit. I, I right. offer that there is no rule as well. Yeah, I mean, I probably my the longest relationship I was ever in. We were sleeping together for a long time before we were ever like in, in a relationship, relationship, you know, like a yeah. committed monogamous relationship. Well, and my thing, other. like, my like, there is definitely as the woman in the room, there's more of a stigma for women who put out, and I, but I don't think, I don't think it's Very as true. much of, yeah, and I, but I think it's a little bit of a yeah, made but if you up thing. Do it, just do it anyway, exactly. But I think it's more of a made up thing that, like, or it's more of it's it's not made. I think it's more of a cliche, like, oh, if she puts out too soon, she's. The type you, she's the Madonna, like the, what's the, the virgin it's, whore or whatever. I it don't, is human you know, like, nature. You know, and I don't think, like, uh, one of my last serious relationships, we, I hope my family's not listening. We did, we did. I stayed overnight on the first date, but we dated for a while, and it was a long date, and it continued, and we were, it was a great relationship. On the flip side, like, yeah, you don't want to, um, I'm going to use the phrase, like, put out too soon, but it's not about, 
it's not about like oh you know that that's going to lead to things not working it's about like being with the person you're with in that circumstance and it could be a one-night stand or it could be somebody you're into and it becomes a relationship it is human nature to want what you can't have and so which is why sometimes waiting is great absolutely yeah let's just close it up here i guess we're running out of time and unfortunately we have to say goodbye to you all but we're going to give out a couple awards <laughs> this is um, as our final thing. little segment here. And they are from Online Dating. Yes. Uh, Jacqueline, would you like to kick do. us off? Sure. So my, my award is the douche of the week. Um, if you're a girl and you date online, you get a lot of messages from guys that just say things like, will you marry me? Or like, damn, you're beautiful. I don't know what to do or whatever. But um, so I've got, I have a Nina Simone reference on my OkCupid profile. I've been listening to her for many, 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 many years. And she's awesome. And she's awesome. Yeah. And so I guess there was a documentary that came about about her recently. And so this guy just sends, I'm going to read just the beginning of it. I've never seen so many women like Nina Simone until I joined OkCupid, LOL. I don't know why that's funny. I ponder if this is because of the current documentary or rare coincidence. I consider myself a pretty decent historian, quote unquote, of music. And yet I had to Wikipedia her biggest hits, which were nominal at best. Anyways, then he goes on to talk about why he loves my profile and that I'm what, the whatever. The best way to attract a girl is He's to insult to her. To insult her music and to call an icon like Nina Simone nominal. So yeah, that's my douche He's of trying the week. to capture your attention with that? I know. Yeah, I, I did not respond if you can believe that. And my award is the Meatloaf Award, which goes out to the guy who would do anything for love. Aww. This is not that sweet, I will say, so your awe might be a little premature. Uh-oh. So this guy would do anything for love. I scoured the internet looking for the guy who would do the most. And this is his okay Cupid message to a random girl. It's blocked off. It's I can't see the username. I can't out him. Okay. Um, he doesn't greet her. He just starts in with, I would swim the Amazon River with 45-pound dumbbells tied to my scrotum. Ugh. And Rosie O'Donnell on my back spitting gravy in my face. Not Donald Trump. Just to have this chance to share a spaghetti dinner with you on a webcam with a dial-up connection. Oh my god! I that is true love, I right there. Not messaging back. All right, that has been our very first show. Thank you so much for coming, Joseph. Uh, please check out Virgula on Greenwich and Charles, and buy Virgula Prosecco. It is delicious. And uh, we are Love Bites Radio. You can catch us at Love Bites Radio on Twitter at lovebitesradio.com, and of course here on Heritage Radio Network. Thanks so much for listening. We will see you next week. Bye. Your love is chloroform perfume. Thanks for listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can email us with questions anytime at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a 501c3 nonprofit. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening. 